I'm totally playing games, not addressing the fact that, first of all, yes, that is me singing on the A Little Juju podcast song, intro song. (laughs) Shout out to Max for producing the bop, the conjure bop of 20, of 2K18, 2K19. Um, Shout out to Tesh Silver for putting together and creating this beautiful image for the podcast, um, the graphic, the logo. It's so cute. It feels like, I feel like that's like my iconic picture. And it's just like that picture has circulated around a lot. And like people have drawn that picture of me and uh, it's been in different art shows and a really amazing photographer, Allie Almore in Chicago took that picture of me and it's just circulated around this beautiful way and then I just got Tesh's um artistic creativity amazing drawing skills behind it and now I love her version and like that's my podcast logo so shout out to her and yeah I just wanted to start with that and say just shout out to my community y'all are lit all right let's drop the intro all you need is a little juju all you need is a little juju all you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju, a little juju, a little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Camfer no say. And I'll never give play. I'll take your photos to the grave. But that ain't even my thing I just stay at the crossroads, pray I just pour a little honey from a bay To make them stay Cause I hate when Baileys But I manifest a little with my Baileys I'm my ancestors, baby So I give them everything that they gave me So, first of all Actually, I was just on Facebook and somebody had posted, who was it? It was Oya. Some of my friends were on Facebook. Posted, instead of saying, first of all, she gonna start saying, <laughs> newsflash pal. So my mood right now is newsflash pal. <laughs> I don't even, like, that really tickled me. I don't know, like, I'm so tickled by newsflash pal. <laughs> So, newsflash, pal, I think that Venus retrograde wants to fight. I think that she really wants to fight because we have been battling during this retrograde. I mean, actually, no, that's not fair to say. I've, I was chilling. I was chilling. Um, different little things came up, but for the most part, you know, nothing was really like shaking me up. Like I saw a lot of people's statuses talking about all the things that they're going through and this is really breaking them down. And I mean, I definitely had a lot of healing moments that maybe if I wasn't in therapy or if I wasn't doing (laughs) intentional work, like with my spirits and stuff would have, would have taken me out, but it really didn't. It actually feel, I feel like it fortified me and, I don't know, just to, to know that I'm going to be able to move through like whatever I get thrown. But this whole thing about, okay, so for those who don't know, Venus retrograde, I don't even remember when it started. It feels like it's forever and it ends like on the 16th of November or something around that time. It starts in October and it's a time of deep reflection. It's specifically a time when old wounds just things from the past just come back and um, giving us an opportunity to show what we're really made of. Like, okay, here's this thing that that uh, you have a trigger around. What you going to do with it? Like, here's these memories. How you going to heal from them? Here's some things you need to be reflecting on. What's up? Like, and it does, it's, it's, it's intense. It is intense. One of the, but one of the things that people talk about the most with Venus retrograde is this concept of texting your ex and being aware of your ex trying to pop back up in your life and 
yeah, just watching out for your ex and old lovers, just like being like, hey, what's up? And knowing damn well you shouldn't be talking to them no more. But Venus makes it look sexy. It makes it look like, oh, well, maybe, maybe I could do this. Maybe this will work. Maybe. And no, 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 no. So I <laughs> have been saying, like, I've been saying during Venus retrograde, like, I'm not worried about any of my old lovers or any of my old exes texting me. They should be worried about me texting them. I am the ex. I am the ex that, <laughs> that will pop back up. And so I have been fighting that urge, like, OD, not to text my ex. And I was doing so well, so well. But I texted them last night. <sighs> and I, I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried. But I am that ex. But I'm that ex because I just want to be like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Like, I don't be trying to get back together or doing nothing extra, you know, not really. I just be want to say hi and like send love and just send some positivity. Like it's all love over here. Ain't no ill will. You know, we cool. I care about you. So it was like, it was on that vibe. And no, I did not get a text back. <laughs> I was curved. I was absolutely curved, but that it's all good. Like I'm cool with being curved because I said what I had to say and you know, it is what it is. But I'm just like, yo, Venus... We were cool, but now sis wants to fight. And I just, <sighs> I was in my feelings for like two seconds about not getting a text back, but it literally was two seconds. And I was like, you know, what I'm gonna do? So that's that. Oh my God. Also y'all, Venus retrograde during this time, they also say like, you shouldn't be making like wild, you know, big purchases. Like if you don't need a thing, you shouldn't be exorbitant with your spending because it probably won't work out or won't be a good investment. So, of course, <laughs> of course, I'm dropping bands on a on a thing that I, I do need, but I might not need it now. So, for people like me, who are just completely engulfed in this spiritual shit, but specifically who practice African traditional religions... There's just ceremonies and initiations and deities and just things that we need to receive to be able to do our work um, in the best capacity. Like they, they, they are just, and they cost money. They do. Initiations cost money. Receiving different spirits cost money. But it's how you get access to those spirits. It's how you get or a better access to them. It's how you learn how to connect with them, commune with them, work with them, have them work for you. Um, access to the thousands of year old traditions and medicines and secrets. I mean, initiations and 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 such are equivalent to. I mean, even more so probably four years of education. So it's like, imagine how much you pay to go to school. It ain't as much as going to school. <laughs> Definitely not. But you're getting the same amount of information, like really important and like traditional, like thousands of years. You just can't beat it. And and just for, for certain people, like certain people just have to do it. Everybody don't need to pay for receiving whatever they might be receiving everyone doesn't need to but some people do some people do some is part of some people's destiny it is a part of the knowledge that we have to know and so I decided that I was gonna go forth with receiving Egbe and Egbe is a a, a body a, a community a spiritual community of different types of spirits. There's different types of Egbe. And they are basically like our heavenly family is kind of what I think of them as and like to call them. They are really good protectors, but they can make your life a living hell. <laughs> Because a lot of times before we come into this world, the physical realm, you know, we have relationships with those 
you know, our spiritual people, our family, our spiritual family, our spiritual base, our, we had a different community, a spiritual community. And sometimes we make promises to them like, yo, I'm about to go to earth. I'm going to be right back. Or I'm, I'm about to go over here. We still cool. Or in my case, I got a lot of different type of egg bay, but I also have like a husband. And so my husband did not, you know, my husband from a past experience, a past life, if you will. And yeah, he's still around and he still is very much in love with me and communicates with me often. And yeah, it's deep. It's deep. But a lot of times, Egbe want you to come back. Like, they want you to be with them. And uh, like I said, they are in the spirit realm. So the only way you can go back is if you die. (laughs) And for them, it's like, yeah, come on, just die. Like, come on. You just got, we be back together. We can do all the things we said we was about to do. Like, you said you was going to earth for like two years. It's been this long. What are you doing? So... So if you have experiences, excuse me, if you have experiences like that, you have to move forward with receiving different things and doing different things so that Egg Babe will chill out. Um, Luckily, my story isn't super intense, but I know of a few people who have have had really serious and do have really serious Egg Babe issues and... It often looks like them being in many near-death experiences or wanting to commit suicide or so, but it's egg bay, like pestering them and bothering them and making them, showing them that this world ain't shit and like you can come back to who you know, you can come back to us, you can come back to your spiritual family and do whatever. So... And so for people like that, they have to sometimes initiate into Egbe or other traditions. Uh, sometimes they just need to receive Egbe. Um, there's a variety of different uh, prescriptions that could happen. But if it's really serious, usually someone will have to receive or, or initiate in the most serious of cases. So my case isn't that serious, but Egbe definitely be like bothering a nigga. <laughs> Um, to the point where it's like, all right, so what's up? So I was going to move forward with my egg bay, receiving egg bay. And um, child, I paid this babalow. And why I forgot the numbers on Cash App. First of all, I told myself before I was going to stop doing important payments and sending money on Cash App. But I didn't listen. I should have went through PayPal. Even though PayPal be wilding too. I should have just went through PayPal or just some other Zelle, like a bank through a bank. So if it needed to be canceled or stopped, I could have did that. But no, my ass decided to send a whole stack, a thousand dollars of bread via cash app, which is cool if you don't move so damn fast like I do and you put in the right person's cash app name. So I put in the wrong person's cash app name. So yes, I sent a fucking stack to some random person somewhere. And of course, this MF took the money. Like I could not. Everyone was like, you can you can uh, cancel the payment. No, you can't after the person accepts it and takes it. It's instant. I did an instant transaction on cash app. I cannot reverse it. Or blah, blah, blah. I can't do none of that. My bank, I called my bank. Everyone was like, call your bank. and tell them. My bank's talking about technically because I authorized the purchase, there's nothing that they can do. Like, that's it's not fraud. Like, I put in $1,000 and sent it to someone. I just sent it to the wrong person. It's more so like a my bad. But they, they can't really do much. And I... <laughs> so the most that you can do is is pray (laughs) is pray and the most that you can do is um ask the person to give give you the money back and this this person is not giving me my money back this motherfucker declined all payments 
I mean, all requests from me. I had my homies on them. I had my Facebook family, Instagram. People are just sending this man requests for $1,000. He's blocking people and deleting all of their requests. So, and the gag is, I sent it to a Babalao. Like, I know this person was, a, I divined on it. I sent the money to a Babalao. Um, the because I was sending the money to a Babalao and the name was really similar. I just forgot like a number, two numbers at the end. So I sent it to someone else and based on what the cash app name was, I know I was like, oh, that's probably a Babalao because no one else would have this type of cash app name. You know what I mean? And then I divined on it and then my spirits were like, yes, it was a Babalao. This Babalao really think he just came up. He really think like I had, he, he probably just did a work in the ocean or some shit. <laughs> Oh, now nah, he probably, he's probably just talking to Oromila. Like, Oromila needs some money. So he, he probably think that's a blessing. <laughs> so he really kept that money. He probably think that's a blessing the whole time. It's probably a test for him to be a decent person and give back money that's not yours. And he did not give, he's not giving that money back. So he a thousand dollars richer and good for him, I guess. I mean, actually not good for him because yikes, <laughs> yikes, I actually wouldn't want to be him, but I hope he bought something nice for his family or, you know, paid a light bill or something, you know, helped out his godchildren. I, I hope that the money went to something, something good. And surprisingly, I cried for like two seconds, but then I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm literally not acting like I'm just out of a thousand dollars. Like, cause the thing for me is like, I'll just get it back. Like, I know I'll get it back. And yeah, I'll just, I'll get it back and I'll get more than that back. And it was definitely an L for me, for sure. I learned lessons from it. Also, my ancestors had a lot to say around that whole experience. And it was, just, it was literally a lesson. Turn on my L's in a lesson. That's just all I can do. Turn my L into a lesson. So it was a lesson. I hope he does something good with the money. Shout out to everybody who reached out to him. We can just not reach out to him anymore because who knows? He probably throwing work at me. <laughs> something like, this bitch done put fucking thousands of people. Not thousands. Hundreds of people messaging me talking about give me money back. Like, oh, I'm about to. <laughs> so just like leave it alone, y'all. It's all good. It is what it is. I'm going to work on getting it back. And and that's it. Where I don't got it. But, you know, I'm going a, I'm to a tell on them. I'm definitely telling. I'm definitely telling. Telling telling my people. Telling my bae what happened. And, uh, yeah. So, Venus has been showing out the past. All of this happened yesterday. Texting my ex. Losing coins. Yeah. All in all, she wants to fight. But it's okay. The thing that's really beautiful about Venus Retrograde is the opportunity for lessons and growth. And I feel like I am growing a lot and I have learned a lot of lessons. So I can't be, I can't be mad. It is what it is. All you need is a little juju. I feel like I didn't even introduce the podcast today. Do I have to do that every time? I guess I just do whatever I want. But like the podcast, a little juju podcast, is about blackness. It is about spirituality, our spirituality, our deep connection to our ancestors, how our ancestors are going to help us get free, how... We have all the tools that we need within ourselves and celebrating this return to our indigenous practices and spirits and healing methods and tools and all of that good stuff. Yeah, this podcast is just talking about that and celebrating that in my journey of, you know, reclaiming and how I'm doing that and how we can do that together because this is the communal work. This is not individual work. This is communal work. 
So how I'm, you know, hopefully trying to get my family to do more of this work. You know, I can't be the only one elevating the ancestors. You know, you can't be the only one. We got to get our people to do this too. But, you know, we start slow. We figure out how we're going to do it. Once we get comfortable, we start bringing more people in. And so, you know, this podcast is me trying to bring more people in <laughs> and, and, and to do this work. So let's do my first segment. I always want to say um, like our or like we when I'm talking because I just feel like this is not just my thing. And I don't know who the we is. It's probably my spirits being like, um, don't forget us. It's not just you, baby. Or maybe I'm just like talking to y'all and I feel like this is our podcast, but I don't know. I always want to say like our and we and then I correct myself because I think I sound weird, but I would just say our and we. So our first segment is uh, Heal Yourself. And this segment is about using a little bit of juju to heal, to better our lives, to... Yeah, just kind of enhance our day to day. Just some things that I've done or that have been recommended to me that work that you can do to, yeah, just heal, heal a little bit more. And um, so heal yourself today is spiritual baths, spiritual baths, spiritual baths, spiritual baths. So spiritual baths are what it sounds like. A bath. That is spiritual. It is not necessarily one that you soak in, although you can soak in them and that is considered a spiritual bath. But usually it is water with a mix of different ingredients, including herbs, including different types of cleansing agents, but like spiritual cleansing agents like Efun slash Cascaria, which is basically ground up eggshells, which is like an old school way to spiritually cleanse people. Um... And it's a compilation of all these different ingredients used to put on our bodies to wash away the stuff that we don't, the spiritual gunk, like how you just take a bath to wash away your physical dirt. There are baths to take away your emotional dirt and your uh, spiritual dirt and remnants that we just don't want. So a spiritual bath addresses that. And also it doesn't take away, it can also just add to our lives so it can add clarity it can add um, peace in our lives. It can open roads for us. It depends on the ingredients that you put in the bath. And those ingredients will inform how that bath works for you. So there's baths to get rid of evil spirits or whatever. There's baths to get rid of, rid of bad luck. There's baths to road open. There's baths to just generally clean your aura. There's baths to bring money. There's baths to anything that you want to do is a bath for it. Because you know why it's a bath for it? Because it's an herb for it. Or there's an ingredient or spirit for that thing. And you would just infuse that into the water or infuse that into the milk or whatever whatever you're using as your base. So spiritual baths are super important. And I feel like people sleep on them. One. Two, people don't sleep on them, but they don't want to do them because it is not always the most fun thing to do because the way one of the traditional ways to taking a spiritual bath is dumping the mixture over your head and the water should not be hot or warm really it should be lukewarm is okay the best is cold the best is cold because it shocks the system and it gets that junk away but you ain't got to be super cold, super cold. I don't do mine super cold. But when I know that I really need a spiritual bath and I need to get some stuff off me, oh, that bath going to be cold. So it's not always the most fun thing. So people sleep on it, but it really, really helps. Like once you get the ingredients together that you need for that bath, whoo, you feel different. And also you have to air dry. You have to air dry. And I think people just don't want to do all that labor. It sounds laborious. It's like, so I got to like make this thing and it can't be warm after I just got out the hot shower and I got to dump it over my head and I got to weave and that's going to mess my leave out, out, leave out up. I get it. I get it. Or my braids going to be wet. I get it. <laughs> I really do get it. It sounds like a lot, but is it worth your mental health? Is it worth your, like, emotional, like, is it is it worth just carrying emotional gunk around on you? 
knowing that you just feel weighed down by all the energies that we pick up every day from other people. That stuff hops right on you. You don't know why you got a headache. You don't know why you feel so bad. You don't know why all these bad things just keep happening to you. You might just have a whole... You just might have some buildup, baby, and you just need to wash it off. And that's it. And it's not too bad. After you keep doing it, it really gets easier. And it's not terrible. It's not terrible. Put you some lukewarm water together and dump that over your head and come on. It has to go over your head. It has to touch your scalp. Period. If you're dumping it, it has to touch your scalp. So this is what you're going to do. Regular bath, regular shower like you normally do. Use your soaps, blah, blah, blah. Boom. You good. You're going to take whatever mixture that you put together you put it in a little bowl or I put mine in some Tupperware like a Tupperware bowl after I'm done my shower I'm feeling good take the bowl I make a ton of spiritual baths so I will make my spiritual bath in a big ass pot like a greens pot a big ass greens pot and I keep all of my like plastic juice containers or whatever like juice stuff I have, I wash those out and I just pour it from that big pot when I'm done making my bath. I pour it in a bunch of uh, like plastic old juice containers and I freeze them so I don't, so I'll have like six jugs of spiritual bath in my freezer and when I need it, I just take it out and let it uh, thaw and I and then I put it in the refrigerator and, and use that for the week or two weeks or however long, depending on how big the juice container is. Um, so I always recommend that. So you don't have to make the bath every night. You just pour it from your container into your bowl and leave it till after your, your shower or your bath. So yeah, after that, you, you know, you're done taking a shower, you pour it in the bowl or whatever. Um, I pray over mine always. I speak intentions into the water. Y'all have seen, I hope that research that shows how you can just speak into water and the water holds the energy that you speak into it. Um, like that water that... The people were saying negative things to the water and it like looked all crackly and, and weird. And then the water that people spoke love into and, and all these wonderful, beautiful things, the water like crystallized in this like really beautiful way. Um, so water holds intentions. Our ancestors told us that. But, you know, now modern Western science has confirmed that it's true. And some people need that to believe it. So there you go. Look it up. So speak some goodness into your water. What do you want the bath to do? Tell it. Thank the water for being amazing. Like we need water. Water is everything. I always thank the water. When I'm taking a shower, I'm like, thank you, water. Like everyone doesn't even have access to this. Like I'm so grateful to just have access to water. Thank you for cleansing me spiritually, physically. Thank you for making up so much of my body. Like we are water. So yeah, I be talking everything. I set my intentions any way that I can. So speak into your water, please. Pray over it. Say what you wanted to do. And then, boom, dump it over your head. That's it. And air dry. Sometimes I take my towel. Sometimes I take my towel and, um, like, fan myself with it. Like, I hold it so I can dry quicker. And that works, too. And then you're done. Put a little moisturizer on. I put shea butter on. You know, shea really just seals in you know, your actual physical moisture, but also it's a good sealant for like the spiritual energy that you're holding and containing or that you want to contain. Put my shade, but I don't go on here somewhere. That's it. So you're probably thinking, well, what do I want to put in my spiritual bath? You can put whatever you want in it. I recommend looking up some herbs and seeing um, what kind of, you know, what those ingredients are, what the properties of the, the herbs are. And incorporating the ones that make sense for you that you feel drawn to. I will say most people can just put some hyssop and rue together and call it a day. Um, hyssop, H-Y-S-S-O-P and rue, R-U-E or ruda. Boil them herbs in that water. It's like making tea. It's like making tea. Buy the herbs dried or um, dried or fresh. There's a cold water method if you're using fresh herbs. If you're doing dried herbs, it's like making tea. You put the herbs in the water, let it boil. The water turns, you know, a brownish color like a tea. And you you can, you don't leave the herbs. You don't need to leave the herbs 
itself in the bath, you can take them out or I use a French press. <laughs> so, you know, use a coffee maker. You can make the herbs like that so that the herbs aren't like in the bath. So you're not having a bunch of herbs on your head. But some people like the herbs because, hey, that's where the magic is coming from. So you want to put the herbs on your body. It's up to you. I can't be clogging my, my drain with, with a bunch of herbs. But yeah, get you some hyssop and rue. You don't know where to start. It's a great, great cleansing. Actually, I would just recommend you that be your first spiritual bath. Hyssop, rue, maybe add a couple more things if you want. I like to add an odd number of herbs. It's just a, it's just a thing. Odd numbers are just a thing. Um, so you can add some hyssop and rue and maybe some lavender for peace. Or some, some calming energy or, you know, whatever. But I recommend, I know I definitely just said an odd number is a thing. But then I said, you can just use hyssop and rue. And that's definitely not an odd number. But those are just really good cleansing herbs. Like, I don't know. But normally, like, you would use three, nine, our ancestral number. But whatever you feel called to is what you do at the end of the day. If it's two, if it's four, if it's six, go ahead and do that. If that's what you feel called to do. And I promise you, it'll work and you'll feel a lot better. Oh, road opening good road opening herb to use is uh, abre camino it means road open in spanish like street opener yeah abre camino it can be hard to come by a bit but dump that over your head with some hyssop and rue baby watch them roads open watch you feel just a little bit more peaceful and after that initial shock of that water like oh that was cold then you're like ah okay, this feels good. This feels good. And then I like to put on a little white robe or like a little white little nightgown I have. It just really just, when I got my wipes on after the spiritual bath, I'm like, oh, you can't tell me nothing. Okay, nothing. So try it out. Do it for at least three days straight. At least three days. If you feel spiritually gunky or you've never taken a spiritual bath before, I recommend you do a nine-day and if you still feel extra, extra gunky, you might need a 13-day or you might need a 21-day. But see how it works for you. And um, let me know. Let me know if you all are going to decide to try spiritual bath. I definitely recommend it. Definitely, definitely. So happy bathing. Happy spiritually cleansing. All you need is a little juju. So something that I'm always always pondering and thinking about is how we can make building ancestor altars doing spiritual baths making or carrying mojo bags regular prayers like all of this stuff all of these these ancient tools that we have how do we make it a part of our everyday culture how do we make it so that people don't view this type of work as like this is work for a certain kind of person because I feel like black folk largely understand the importance of the work but a lot of them at least many that I know don't feel like it's for them to do or like they feel like, oh, that's work that you do. Like that's your healing stuff. That's how you do things. But like, I can't do that. I don't have gifts like that. I don't, I, my ancestors don't talk to me. And it's like, nah, gee, they do. <laughs> they do talk to you. It's just, I don't know. Like I'm just, because I wouldn't say that this work isn't accessible. Well, largely it probably is not accessible because of Christianity and because of the demonization of our ancestral traditions and religions and practices. I guess it is a bit inaccessible, but mostly because we've told ourselves that it's inaccessible because we shouldn't access it because it is bad, it is wrong, it is evil, or it just does not work. And it's fake 
or it's a tale or it's just some shit that people used to do. But now, you know, we're in a new century. We're in a new time. We don't need to do those things anymore. You know, we don't have to pray to trees, <laughs> you know, or what? Somebody said that. So I'm always trying to make it. It's not even that I'm trying to make it like, oh, no, y'all, this is cool. Like, we actually need to be doing this. This is cool. Like, it is cool, but it's it's necessary. And I want folks to understand how necessary this work, this return back is necessary for our future. I came across this um, poem yesterday that someone posted by Naira Wahib. And I hope I pronounced that correctly. I don't know. But it really spoke to me. It says, if you cannot hear them, ask the ancestors to speak louder. They only whisper so as to not frighten you because they know you have been convinced, coerced, spooked from your skin. Communication. And that is what I have to offer those of you who feel like this work ain't for you or this isn't something that you can connect with. It is. And those who don't hear their ancestors, ask them to speak louder. That's it. Ask them to speak louder. Ask them to speak in ways that you will understand and can hear. And speaking of hearing, I usually say things like my ancestors said, blah, 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 blah. Or my ancestors told me because that's how I talk about it. But I don't hear. That is not one of my gifts. Like, I don't actually hear voices. I do not hear voices. I get messages. I get messages. So, I don't hear either. But my ancestors speak to me in ways that I understand. But I'm clear cognizant. So, I, I do just, like, get this intuitive knowing. And I just get an idea or get a thought or get a directive told to me through that just something popping in my head. It is not like, oh, I heard my great grandmama say I need to do a floor wash in my house, you know, but I will have this knowing like I need to do a floor wash. So that's one of the way, one of the many ways that my spirits communicate with me. So think about how your spirits communicate with you. Are you intuitive do they communicate with you through music? A lot of the times they communicate through other people. They communicate through nature, but like we don't know the meanings of certain things in nature. So we feel like no one is talking to us when we step on a rose or something, <laughs> or like we see a bunch of hawks flying around us like spirit is always communicating with us we just have to figure out the language and tell them like hey I'm open I'm trying to listen maybe you need to be a little bit more obvious with these things or be direct or speak louder speak louder because this work is for all of us and if we started to incorporate this work in our everyday lives, there are just literally things that we experience now, like mishaps or just when things go wrong or just like inconveniences that will stop happening. I am trying to tell you they will stop happening once you start listening. And so just imagine if all of us just started listening and started to figure out how our ancestors want us to communicate with them, how they communicate with us. And we've just started like incorporating these daily things that we can do and imagine all of these little mishaps just not happening anymore. That's not to say that life doesn't happen, that bad things will stop happening. No, they won't. Um, Cause life is still life and shit is still shit. But there's just like some little mild things that just don't happen to me anymore. Because I've really worked on this communication and I'm, I remain open to the advice. I remain open to the different herbs that speak to me and come into my life and that I know I need to, to incorporate. 
There's prayers that I say that get things knocked out easy. There are rituals that can happen. And sorry. There are rituals that can happen to just deal with stuff. Like just imagine if we used that to then do the work that we're trying to do. To then create the world that we want to see. To then destroy whatever structures that exist now that are trying to kill us every day and harm us every day. Imagine if we just incorporated thousands of years of tradition and practices and ways to resist into our current and just into the current, into the present. We would be a lot more successful in our work, in any kind of work, any kind of work that you're doing, you can be so much more successful in it. Because if you face an eviction, you know, you can get an oil lamp together and a green candle with some cinnamon. You know, you can you can do things to get that money. Or you can do things so your landlord stops messing with you. Because your job ain't give you enough hours this week. You can do things to make a motherfucker give you some more hours. You can do things that if you're someone out in the streets, um to protect yourself so that the the cops don't bother you. Keep some oregano on you. Get a mojo bag. Put a put a uh poisonous snake fang in there. There are things we can do and so I don't want anyone to stop doing the other things that we're doing and stop working towards whatever, but I want us to be more holistic in how we're trying to address our current situations, our freedoms, because there are things we can do. There are spirits that want us free that we can pray to who will protect us and love on us and help us. And they want to, and they are literally just waiting for us to ask. But I and other spirit workers can't be the only one to ask. We have to ask together. We got to put all our voices together and be like, yo, we need you now. We're trying to do this thing. So I like everyone, I said this last episode, everybody's not about to have a shrine room and have to do all the, take care of deities and do all this spirit work. That's not for everybody to do. But it is for all of us to incorporate this knowledge and stay on top of our shit using this spiritual work and using the tools that we have. Literally, we have a whole ass toolbox with tools that are unused and we're watching shit around us fall apart. But we're not opening the toolbox to fix the things that are falling apart. Like, how do you think our people sustain themselves to even get us to where we are now? Because they use those tools amongst horrendous circumstances and conditions. They had tools. They had deities. They had spirits. They had the herbs. They had the roots. They had Mother Nature. And they had prayers. And they had intention. And they spoke their intention and they used what they had. They used what they had to heal. They used what they had to pray. They did what they had to do. Like we just don't have an excuse anymore. We just don't. Even if you don't know, there's so many places to just start and look. Just build your altar and just get, that's where you get your information from, your people. Ask them to speak louder. Do they come to you in dreams? Learn about different um, symbols, symbolisms in dreams. Your people probably trying to talk to you there. Are you a writer? The things that you write about, what messages are coming up? What are you writing about? What does that say about you? What does that say about what you need to heal? What does that say about what you need to work towards? 
our people are communicating with us all the time. And so I am just like, I hate when people feel like put it off as something that's not important. And and I'm not saying don't question. Mm-mm. No, baby. Question. See what makes sense. Study, research, talk to people. This is not, <laughs> I know Christianity at least told me that we can't ask questions. And when you do ask questions, you ain't had to answer them. That's when I, when I grew up, people didn't answer my questions. They just said, that's what it is, period. And to be fair, some things just are what they are, but people should never be disrespectful, push people away from asking questions. Now the difference between, you know, Christianity and ATRs is that there are different uh, initiations and ceremonies that have to happen that will give you access to more information. Like I can't know information of, of an Ianifa, which is a high priestess in Ifa. I can't know that cause I'm not an Ianifa. So I wouldn't know that information. So I wouldn't ask that's out of my pay grade. I wouldn't ask those types of questions. But I can ask really basic things about the Orisha. I can ask basic things about Odu. I can ask basic, you know, nothing is wrong with asking questions. So don't just like take my word for it, but do your own study and research. Because I I tell people all the time who like, they want to feel connected to a spiritual practice, but like they don't know how or that they're atheists or they, it just is weird, doesn't make sense. It's scary. It's, look, I ain't here to convince nobody of nothing. Because if your people are calling you right now, and this is something that you should be a part of, oh, you gonna be a part of it. So I don't gotta push you. I ain't gotta, I ain't gotta do nothing but make myself available to when people have questions. Not everyday, not all people, like my friends. <laughs> Cause I be getting bombarded with questions from from people I don't know, which is cool, and I respond to them in my time. But it can be definitely overwhelming, especially because I. You know, I'm not getting anything for that. It's just time that I'm using to answer folks' questions because I think this work is important. But, but yeah, like, my friend's like, look, I ain't got to convince you of nothing. If this is what you're supposed to be doing, it's what you're going to do. Period. Do your studies, do your research, ask questions, ask your ancestors to speak with you louder, and you'll be good. You'll be good. It's no convincing, but I want us to all really hop on board with this journey. Start carrying a mojo bag around. I know I keep saying mojo bag. I didn't explain it. A mojo bag is a container usually made of a piece of fabric, different kinds of fabric you could use. And inside of that piece of fabric you would put um, different, again, different ingredients, different herbs, different roots, different little stones. I mean, anything that spirit tells you to put in there for whatever. You might want one for protection, so you would put different type of protective elements inside of this bag. And it's it's small. It's something small that you carry on you. Also called a gree-gree. I mean, people put it in their titties. You know, it's, it's small. Just a little, little bag. Oh, it doesn't have to be small, but that's generally what people use it. to. It's concealed on your body somewhere. Um, so just imagine if we just started putting a little bit more mojo bags, carrying around mojo bags for protection. You know? How would that change the way that we interact with the world around us if you knew you had your mojo bag, so you good? What if we started taking spiritual baths every day and all of us who are walking around traumatized felt a little more possible and able to live in this world because we didn't have to have other people's, other traumatized people's gunk on us. And we felt renewed and good. Imagine if all of us who feel, who feel so lonely actually sat down and talked with our ancestors and told them what we're going through and how we feel alone. And they came and comforted us. 
and we just felt the spirit of, of warmth and love like you laying in your grandmama's lap. How would that inform how we do our work? Just because we'd feel like we have a little bit more control over our situation. Because we have a lot more control than we tell ourselves. We don't have control over everything. But we have more control than we act like. We have more power than we act like. And that's my whole thing. It's like there's so many things out here that we ain't got no control over. From the universe to how people treating you. To how how much money you getting paid this day. Some things we don't have control over. But look, actually, how much money you getting paid, you might be able to have a little bit of control over if you did a little bit of juju. But you know what I mean? There's things that we can't control. That we can't control, like, the school system necessarily and how they're teaching our children. The public school system. But. Look into homeschooling. Can't control that? Well. Do some work to get the resources to be able to homeschool, have someone homeschool you. Like there are ways that we can address these things when we feel like we have just hit a dead end. I'm like, but did you try some juju though? Like, did you try some work to get the current administration out of, not even political administration, them too, but out of the school system? Did you do some work to get rid of the mayor? Like, did you do some work to, we can do work around all of these things. We are never at a dead end. We are never at a dead end. And we can't think like that. There are things that we can't control, but there's a lot of things that we can, and we're not taking control. You can control your intention. You can control what you say out your mouth. I was saying this um, on Instagram the other day around money and money. All this shit is just energy. All of it. All of it is just energy. But right now I'm just talking about money. Don't be walking around here saying you broke. Whispers, even if you broke. Don't be out here saying you broke. You putting broke energy out. And I'm not even trying to be funny like. If you don't have the money for something, you say, I just don't have the money for that right now, but I'm going to get it. Even if it feels like a lie. Because the things that you put out, listen, we are powerful, okay? Our intentions and our words, that shit vibrates the universe. It penetrates the universe, what we say. So if you don't have as much money as you want, but you walk around saying, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. You just putting out broke energy. There's nothing for you to receive back from that. You not gonna you can't get anything from saying I'm broke. You can say I'm not I can't I'm not able to spend my money on what I want right now. That's the truth. You are never broke, baby. It is just energy. You are looking for that the energy of money to come back to you. You are never broke. Did you try a little bit of juju? You are never broke. Did you ask your ancestors to help you out? Did you do a working to get you some money? You ain't broke. Don't be putting out broke energy because it's nothing to to gain. It's nothing to receive from that. You want to buy a new shirt? You can't afford it. Just say, I'm not able to get that shirt right now, but I'm going to get it in the future. Or that's not what I, that's, this is not, this shirt is not what I'm going to spend my money on. The money that I do have, I'm not going to spend it on that. Just changing our language. Big difference. And it's just another way for us to survive under this capitalist bullcrap. We talk about all the times the things that are, that are out of our control, but a lot of things are. And I'm here to remind you. Hold on, y'all. My Baba Lao calling me. <laughs> Y'all want to hear some wild shit? <laughs> so I just got a call from Baba Lao that I work with. Baba Lao is a high priest in Ifa. 
So I called him because I, I hit him up yesterday after the whole mishap. Because my ancestors was like, you need to tell the Baba Lao that you've been working with what is going on. So I text him like, oh my God, please, can you give me, can I give you a call tomorrow? I got some tea basically that I want to tell you. And yeah. And from that point, after I tell you what's going on, we can schedule a reading for another time. He's like, okay, cool. I'll call you. So he calls me today. I'm like, oh my God, I have to tell you what happened. He's like, no, let's do your reading first. And then you can tell me. And I'm like, my reading? He's like, yeah, you said you wanted me to read. And I was like, no, I was saying I wanted to just talk to you and then we could schedule something for a later date. And I was like, but hey, I guess Ifa is like, no, baby, you need to get read. So I had to pause the podcast and I just got a whole reading. And (laughs) when I tell y'all Ifa and the spirits are so funny, Child, I just got so much to change. And this was just really about a reading around the energy surrounding me now. And just even before I told him what happened, the reading was just like, what is you doing, baby? What is you doing, sis? You out here, you need guidance. You need all this stuff. Like you be on the right path and then you do some shit that don't make no damn sense and you're going to pay for it. Stop doing things that you're going to regret. Stop, slow down. Slow down. And yeah. (laughs) It was everything that I needed to hear. And the gag of it all is that if I had just went to the Babalao that I work with, and I don't know why I didn't. I just, some things I do just don't make sense. Like I have a whole ass Babalao. I didn't know if he had Egbe. So I didn't reach out to him. If I had just reached out to him, he charges $500 for Egbe. He charges $500 for Egbe. I spent $1,000 for to the Babalao I was going to go to. If I had just lit, and why didn't I go? I didn't know because I just was like, okay, I'm going to relax. I'm going to. And I also second guess because something told me like, no, I should go to like the Bible I've been working with, but like, I'm not technically his godchild, So like, I feel like I don't want to, you know, feel like I'm using him or I always got questions, but like, hey, yeah, yeah, I could have saved. First of all, I could have not been in a thousand dollar hole, but secondly, I could have paid significant $500 less to receive the same thing. <laughs> I'm not tripping like you know at the end of the day I'm just blessed beyond measure I really really am and like my spirits got me always so like I said before I'm gonna get the money back but it was just such a lesson like god damn it this was a lesson I just gotta change some shit I really gotta change some shit and this goes back to what I was saying like when we listen So our intuition, when we listen to our ancestors, certain things we just wouldn't have to do. Just the wild shit that happens, just the silly things that we do or the non-silly, like losing a thousand dollars when you knew damn well you shouldn't be sending that much on cash app, when you knew damn well you shouldn't have been moving so fast, when you knew damn well that you should have cross-checked that with a babalao, like... You know, if we if we just listened, we just wouldn't be dealing with some of these things. And these things be a lot. So I just, y'all, I just need to go sit with these notes that I took about this reading that if I just. Yeah, I'm gonna just go sit in this reading and, and get myself together. The dogs are barking outside. The radiator's back on. So now it's loud. So I just need to end this episode right now. Thank y'all for listening again. If you would like to reach out to me, my email is thejujubay at gmail.com. You can hit me up on IG. It's jujubay. Um, you can hit me, uh, oh, Facebook, um, jujubay on Facebook. And um, yeah, if you want to help sustain this podcast, sustain me, 
to help with this hole, this $1,000 hole that I'm now in. You can cash at me. Make sure you put in the right cash app name. My cash app name is It's Juju Bay, like everything else. Also, I have PayPal. And my email is the thejujubay at gmail.com. So if you just want to help a sister out, you know, throw a little coins here and there to sustain the podcast, to, to sustain the things that I need for this spiritual life, it is not cheap. Um, I would deeply appreciate that. So sending love to you all. Let me get on about this podcast and go sit in a corner somewhere. Love y'all. Peace.